Hello, Talia. Hello, Leslie. So um, we were just speaking and uh, you were telling me a little bit about your experiences when you were in counselor training. Now, mm -hmm. Talia, you're a, you're a counselor in the UK. Yes. And you received your training about a decade ago, finishing up about eight years ago. Yes. And that part of my training, yes. That, okay. And so you had some experiences with your program and the way you, you sort of were describing it to me, it sounded like they were still teaching some pretty sound therapy principles in the program, but then subjecting students to a very different experience in your process groups that you were you were doing. And so um, I would love to hear a little bit about that, but first, could you tell me a little bit about what what drew you to counseling in the first place and what you expected from, from this study and from the career and, and what the role of the counselor was going to be? Yeah, um, what made me want to train as a counselor was that I'd had my own therapy previously and it had been so helpful. Mm -hmm. And then I got involved in mental health work, um, uh, not, at that point as a trained counsellor but like working in a drop-in and that kind of thing and I liked it and eventually I decided to train as a counsellor and I, I uh, this was like about my second or third course I'd done a year already um, counselling certificate um, and uh, that was quite tough uh, too but then I decided yeah 12 years ago I would do the two-year diploma course so that's where we were so I knew I knew it might be difficult um, but I wanted to I was determined to do it you know we all do it because we want to help people we want to share the love and you know the 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 power of counseling um, with others mm -hmm. and so you, so you got into it for these, these reasons, this, this sort of wanting to give back and be a part of a process that had been so helpful to you in your own life. And you, um, you were talking about this program. At, you said it was pretty good in a lot of ways. They were teaching you some really valuable things, but then you had a mandatory diversity module or, or training. And, and that was where things started to feel um, like something wasn't right. Could, I, I'm, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. So could you tell me what that experience was like for you? Yeah, the, the tone changed. Um, uh, it was like, oh yeah, the next three weeks are going to be about uh, diversity. And by the way, you are the oppressor. The whole group was told you are the oppressor. And uh, we, the whole group was white. So I, that's the only reason I can think of that we were told that and um, when I ex I rejected that I explained some family history of mine going back a long time and uh, said uh, no I'm not the oppressor and then he insisted no you are the oppressor the oppressor so then uh, and that was our introduction to diversity that sounds so, so different than what what a normal counseling class would be like where you're being here you're being told what your identity is. Yeah, it, it was different and it, it looked like conformity was going to be required. Mm. Um, so and that's always a red flag for me. Um, I'm not very good at conformity. So um, 
I think during or after the three weeks, we had one of our personal development groups at the uh, the end of the evening where we all, um, uh, you know, we're all sitting in a circle, all the students and the the uh, the tutor. We had two tutors, but only one uh, was uh, doing this personal development group, and and it was explained to me that if you're you're perceived as the oppressor that means you are the oppressor yeah. and that went against all the counseling theory we had learned about uh, self-actualization and um uh you know deciding for yourself discovering for yourself who you are you're not, not having an identity imposed on you by family members or the rest of society so that's why i said it uh, and, and once I'd said that, I don't want an identity imposed on me, mm-hmm. that was accepted, uh, that was tolerated, okay. so that was good. It was, uh, that was hell though, that, that, that was very difficult. I'm not complaining about that, uh, groups can be really, really hard. So it wasn't the first time I'd been in that situation, but um, I had to decide that I might be the only one in the whole group. I might be isolated, but I went ahead and I, I wasn't really, it wasn't as bad as I, as I imagined. And then a few months later, uh, another group, uh, there was another personal de- development group. We had them uh, regularly, but this was, these were the two that stood out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was with the other tutor, a female tutor. Uh, and there were a couple of issues um, related to me. Um, and it, this one was really stressful. She was, uh, uh, well, I won't go into personal details, but it, it really was stressful. Um, I, uh, again, it went through my head. I might be the only one. I might be isolated here, but I just, uh, I went, you know, I, I was determined to stand my ground. Mm-hmm. And, we, you know, we went round the group, everyone saying their opinion and all this. And uh, that one had a good outcome. The, the tutor had a change of heart by the end of the evening. So this was similar? Um, your yeah, so... Uh, um, no, this was about a different issue. I had said a couple of things that had upset her. Um, one of that really were very, very easy to argue against. I mean, I find all of it easy to argue against. Their, their arguments are not good. Mm. Their arguments are weak, but they're willing to be aggressive about them. That's the, that's the bit that, that throws, throws me, you know, mm. but... I think, no, okay, we're all together in a group. This is a counselling course mm-hmm. about communication, discussion, dialogue. So I'm going to do that. And it um, worked out okay. Um, and then she was the one, you know, as, as, as um, you know, I'd like to make some points about positive outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, Uh, I'll make one now, which was that female tutor came up to me at the end of the course and said that she was pleased that she had met me. Mm. And uh, I thought that was a good outcome. Uh, I wasn't uh, expecting it, but it 
to me, that shows that dialogue uh, can change things. Mm-hmm. Doesn't always, but um, and again, you know, it was it was hellish at times, but we we got through it. Mm-hmm. Probably so, hell for her as well. Not like the experience for you was one where you were hearing things that you knew weren't right, and you didn't want to be forced to agree with them just because the group all seemed to be of one mind about these things, or at least other people weren't speaking up. And somehow you, so I, I don't, correct me if I'm wrong. Am I putting words in your mouth there? Well, I, I it was fairly clear that most of the others objected to what was going on, but oh. they wouldn't, you know, in the breaks, it was okay. all, we were all complaining like hell to each other, you know, but okay. it's like, it's fascinating. You know, okay. you get everyone, it, in a group, face to face, in a circle, and you know, where are they? Mm-hmm. Where are the words? All those so, words. So then, you, but I'm not trying to. Sorry, go. No, oh, no. Oh, sorry, Talia. <laughs> um, so it sounds like they did actually feel like you did. Everybody was objecting to this, the illogical sort of teaching that was that was going on. But they were silent when they were in the group. They didn't want to speak back against it. I don't want to be too um, cut and dried about it. I don't want to portray myself as some sort of, you know, heroine who spoke out when no one else did. It wasn't wasn't that clear cut at all. Okay. Okay. Uh, But it felt to me, and I'm sure everyone's got their own story, you know, of those groups, but it felt to me I had to be prepared to be the only one. Okay. Okay. Uh, I really had to stand my ground. Uh, which I did. Um, I made compromises, but in those particular groups, I did stand my ground and uh, with a good result. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the reasons I wanted to do this interview with you uh, or have this chat with you, Leslie, is because um, when I hear about critical race theory, which I think this was, mm-hmm. um, to some extent, I'm not an expert on it, but that's what it seems like now. But it's it's often described as this dead weight, mm. this thing which um, you can't argue against. Right. Um, it's designed to be that it can't be negated in some way. But I, I just felt well. Sometimes maybe it is worth a try. So despite the fact that it sort of already answers itself, it sort of has all of its its logic in a package and, and has a way of dismissing critics. You still tried to have a good dialogue and you still felt like you, you got a better result than you might've expected. You got people to actually listen and that one teacher came around a little bit and appreciated your perspective. Yes. I, I... I think that's right. Uh, I mean, it, it takes a lot to silence me. Mm. I will, you know, I'll always give it a try, you know, the dialogue. Well, usually if it's safe, I, you know, I'm not saying everyone's got to try and do it, but, uh, you know, I did it with um, with quite a good result. I mean, I qualified. I finished the course. I qualified. So that's good. That uh, mm. teacher came up and said she was glad she met me. What were the other things? Um, I got a good practical training, mm-hmm. as I mentioned to you, even though it contradicted the way we were being treated sometimes. It was a good training mm-hmm. in the practical sense. And the other, the, just the uh, 
last uh, positive outcome I wanted to mention was that um, I did a course um, that uh, when it started two years after that, um, uh, the Open Dialogue Foundation training, and it was completely different. There wasn't any of that. It, they they uh, value what they call polyphony, which means many voices. Okay. So, and they really do very carefully and meticulously listen to what everybody has to say. That is the work, uh -huh. and they treat their students like that. Oh, in, wow. my, in my view, and, and okay. so that finished five years ago. And is that um, a, a UK-based program? That one? Um, it started off in uh, Finland, in okay. uh, Western Lapland, in Finland, but it's pretty international now. Okay. Um, there is a UK base. Uh, it's they're working in America as well. Mm -hmm. um, so it's fairly international now. Mm, that sounds like a good resource. Yeah, uh, it was a completely different experience. So I, you know, I just wanted to point out that uh, uh, there are training somewhere. That's not all this um, indoctrination process, uh, as far as in my experience. Mm -hmm. So, what what is your your takeaway from this experience? It sounds rather encouraging that you know the the this though it was really difficult for you to prepare yourself to potentially be the only one speaking up, you took a chance and you made a um, made an attempt to speak up when you felt like something wasn't right. And the result was pretty, pretty good. A good dialogue was opened and, um, and you didn't get the pile on that you could have had. And no, I didn't. So, no. Yeah, yeah. So what is your, What's your sort of um, overall takeaway about this experience that that you would encourage other people to to think about? Keep talking if you possibly can. Mm -hmm. And do you have um, do you have a sense of what training programs are like in the UK now in the in the time between? when you graduated and where we are now, do you have a sense that this is still going on, that it's gotten better, that it's gotten worse? I don't know much, but uh, what I hear about some of the professional organizations is really bad. A lot of pressure okay. uh, um, put on um, uh, their members, um, but I don't really know. Like my most recent experience was uh, in training was the open dialogue training and I can report that you know all is well there that that's uh, you know um, yeah uh, thank goodness really. So it sounds like kind of a mixed bag at this point with some things being very positive and some movement in, in a good direction but also some concern about the professional organizations. Yeah sure uh, there's a group called uh, Don't Divide Us that's working on this. Okay. Um, I, I, it's not all doom and gloom, uh, but um, there's a lot of difficulty in the profession. And um, I'm thinking maybe, you know, either try and change it from within. Some people are very good at that. Uh, or, you know, kind of build something independently and call it something different. If, if, if you know, uh, if it can't be called counselling, call it something else. Mm. Um, just build something different.
independently. Why not? Do you have any advice you'd give to clients who are seeking a therapist or counselor and who want to avoid ideology in their treatment? Uh, well, the critical therapy antidote have a, a list of, of therapists that I, I would uh, go onto the critical therapy antidote website, I think they're, they're a very good organization, very active, a mm -hmm. um, lot of sensible people in there. Um, I think that's the advice I would, that would be the best resource for a, a potential client, I would say in my in my experience i agree i think they're a wonderful wonderful group and that yeah and they they've got they've got um, therapists in america mm -hmm. in the uk mm -hmm. yeah yeah so um is there anything that you'd like to wrap up with or that i should have asked that i didn't or any final thoughts um um I think I've, you've given me the opportunity to say everything I wanted to say, but I'll, I'll just end, uh, repeat again um, where you can um, keep a dialogue going, keep talking where you can. That's lovely. Thank you so much, Talia. I'm going to go well, ahead and stop the recording now. Thank you for okay. having this chat. Thank you.